I still, it is a daily battle to remind myself that I am not super mom and I do not need to be super mom. And that taking on all of the responsibility, it doesn't, it doesn't prove my worth or my value that it actually detracts from my quality of life. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Attention supermoms, are you ready to rediscover yourself, unleash your potential, and connect with a community of like-minded women? It's time to join the Moms Without Capes Inner Circle, where we're all about empowering you. Inside, you'll find resources, live events, and access to the exclusive Unstoppable Self-Growth Book Club, all designed to help you shine in and out of your mom hat. The best part, it's totally affordable, way less than you'd spend on individual coaching, yet coaching is part of the package. Get ready to embark on this transformational journey. You are worth it. Prioritize yourself, invest in your growth, and become part of our inspiring community. Visit www.momswithoutcapes.com backslash circle and say yes to your incredible journey of self-discovery. Your family and your future self will thank you. Don't miss out, super moms. Join the Moms Without Capes inner circle today. You'll find the link in the show notes of today's episode. We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Kimberly Tara. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Kimberly is a dedicated wife, mother to four children, and a driven entrepreneur. As a CPA and certified tax coach, she specializes in minimizing taxes and maximizing finances for female service providers earning six and seven figures. Kimberly also hosts the Messy, Wonderful podcast and blog where she shares insights on motherhood, money, business, and travel. Passionate about financial education, Kimberly focuses on teaching moms and their young children about money, finance, and entrepreneurship. Today, Kimberly and I will be chatting about what it takes to balance our roles of mom, partner, and professional. So I'm excited to have you on the show today. But before we dive into all of the all of the messy, wonderful, <laughs> let's talk first um, about your journey and what brought you to be where you are today. Yeah, gosh. Um, so I think I should start with I'm a type A planner. And so some of the things that I had laid out and planned for myself didn't actually happen. And I had a few moments throughout my life that I was like, gosh, this is, this is not like, this is, this is big. And now it's funny that I look back (laughs) and I'm like, Kimberly, that really wasn't that big of a, you know, like when you're in college Mm -hmm. and when you're, you know, things that seem so pivotal in your moment at the, you know, in your life in that moment, you kind of look back as, as you become older and wiser and you're like, Okay, that really wasn't that big of of a deal. Um, So I would say in a nutshell, my journey to where I am is most importantly, I'm a wife and a mom and we have four little kids. They are 
six, four, two, and almost one. So I will do the math for everyone because everybody's heads all, you can just tell they start spinning. They're all 22 months apart. They weren't exactly planned to be 22 months apart, but my husband and I knew from whenever we started a family, we did want them to be closer in age. I was always going to have two kids, a boy and a girl, girl and a boy didn't care. Uh, we have three boys and a girl. <laughs> um, so that leads me sort of to my professional journey in that, uh, so I was actually a chemical engineering major for three and a half years before I switched to accounting. And that was one of those pivotal moments where I remember just breaking down because I felt like I was letting my parents down and I was letting myself down and, and my plans down, right? All of these things. And um, it, it was it was the best thing that happened to me. And I love what I do now. And um, so switched to accounting within like two weeks. My my advisor was emailing. She's like, you're not signed up for any engineering classes next semester. What's going on? So it was a whirlwind. And, um, and I love what I do. I love what I do. And I love the challenge of us. Uh, so, so I'm a CPA and my firm focuses on tax strategy. So I feel like I get to bring in those little puzzle pieces of the engineering now. So I still get to kind of do, uh, some engineering, if you will, not, not quite the same. And, um, I worked, I did my stint in public accounting, which a lot of CPAs do. And I was watching, was watching these women, these managers, FaceTiming their kids to put them to sleep at eight o'clock at night, five out of the seven nights during tax season. <clears throat> and, you know, I really felt like when I switched from engineering to accounting, that it was sort of getting a second chance because I knew I always wanted to be a mom. That was always, always, always going to be a priority for me. But I also knew that I always wanted to work and I was going to have to find the balance of the two, because I was really fortunate that my mom worked, but she was a very present mom and, and had some flexibility as an entrepreneur herself. So I felt like I was getting the second chance by moving more into accounting versus engineering, which is still incredibly male dominated and makes it very difficult in the workforce. Accounting's really not much better. Um, so that was when the wheels started turning because I was like, I'm I'm an Enneagram three. So I was like, I'm gonna be partner in eight years. The next person, they did it in 10. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it in eight, Right. And as I'm sitting there watching them doing great at my job, soaring, I'm like, but do I really, do I really want that? Is this, is, I've had a couple of times in my life where I realized my professional goals are in direct conflict with my personal goals. And so you can't, it's, it's hard. I don't want to say you can't, it's hard to have professional goals and personal goals and not have them be in alignment. So wheels started turning. Like, what do I want to do? What is this going to look like for me? Uh, you know, the imposter syndrome, am, am I good enough to go out on my own is now the right time. So made the decision. <clears throat> it was time to go out on my own and gave my, my notice, filed my, uh, business documents and found out I was 10 weeks pregnant <laughs> with our first child. Uh, how life can grow. Yeah, right? <laughs> it just is what it is. So I was like, well, we're doing this thing, right? He he wasn't obviously finding out at 10 weeks. He wasn't, uh, he was our little souvenir from Europe. He wasn't a hundred percent planned, <laughs> but it was wonderful. And, you know, now having four kids, I'm grateful that he came when he did. Right. Because mm -hmm. here we are four kids later. And, um, so we did it. And uh, my business has really served our family in a way. I get questions all the time. Why isn't your, why aren't you making more? Why don't you have more clients? Why don't you do more marketing? All the things. And the reality is, is that my business has served our family in how it's needed to serve us. And um, no, I don't make seven figures. Yes, I'm perfectly okay with that. And I'm unapologetic about putting my kids first. I feel like I have the rest of my life to make money. And I just, um, you know, life's not all about money. I talk a lot about building wealth and, and I really truly think that, um, wealth is not just about money and finances. Wealth is about so much more in life. And, um, 
you know, that's why we started the blog because I needed a creative outlet. My husband is an engineer. Uh, so we are very math numbers people. And um, we get a lot of questions about how we travel with, you know, how we travel with a three month old, now how we travel with four kids. And I wanted to share that because, you know, traveling with four kids, it is a lot and it's not easy. But the memories and the experiences that we're having together make everything worth it. And I want to share that with other parents. I don't want them to give up pieces of themselves or think this is too hard. It is, it can be difficult, but it also can be done. And I'm very passionate about that. I'm very passionate about really finding balance in life and um, really, really prioritizing the things that are the most important. And and I think our society has gotten to this point of it always being about money. And I just, um, I don't think that that's what it's all about all the time. Which is really funny. Like it's ironic that you are a CPA it and is. that you believe that, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much more to life than money. And I think it yeah. sounds like that has really driven how you've created your CPA business. It is. So it is. Yeah. Value. So tell us, can you give us like an overview of what building your business right now? Like you're, you know, you're in it, you're in your it. And building your family, which you're very much in that as well. Yes. Can you give us a, just a kind of a brief overview of what that looks like for you? Absolutely. You at the same time. Yeah. So I, I say that all the time, right? I've, I've simultaneously grown my business and my family. And while it wasn't planned, it's, it's I've made it work. So, um, you know, I hit six figures in my business within the first 12 months, but within 18 months, I was completely burnt out. I was saying yes to everyone uh, because there's this there's this fear when you leave a W-2 paying job, right? And all the benefits that come along with that. And, and you worry about, will I will I make that money up, right? And, and my husband and I, we both had student loans from college that needed to be paid. We had this new baby. Uh, and you'll hear, I guess, by the 18-month mark, we were expecting again, almost, I think. Um, and, and so I was burnt out. I knew that I was, I felt like I was giving more to my clients and my business than I was giving to my kids. And it was supposed to be the other way around. So that was a really defining moment for me. Um, so I started my business May of 2016 and in January of 2018, that was when I made a whirlwind. I mean, whirlwind for me, like within three weeks, because I'm, I'm a planner, I'm a thinker, I'm a calculated, I'm a put a spreadsheet three weeks. I made a decision, uh, to go out for training in San Diego. I'm in new Orleans to become a certified tax coach, to get this additional licensure. And that was really where I learned how to become a tax strategist and lean into those skills as a CPA. And what was really incredible was they also had some additional training and resources on actually just running a business. And it's funny because I felt like as the child of two entrepreneurs, I knew a lot about it. And I did. I was I was very fortunate to, to probably have a way higher starting point than many other entrepreneurs, but I still had a lot to learn. I had to get out of that mentality of the billable hour, which I was used to in public accounting. I accounted for every 15 minutes of my time all day long, right? Um, I had to gain the confidence to stop saying yes to everyone and and those clients who weren't paying me my value and my worth. And that's really hard, especially as a woman. I was working with a lot of male business owners at the time. I was 25 when I started my business. So here, you know, all of these 
you know, older men. And, and so I just always felt like I was having to prove myself and step yeah. up. And so that was really a shift in my business for me to lean into the confidence to say no to clients who weren't a good fit or didn't respect my value to charge what I was worth. Um, and, and to, to really know my value and to also streamline instead of doing all the things. I mean, if it was some sort of accounting issue, I was doing it. That is not how my firm operates anymore. So after 2018 and shifting to that and gaining the confidence to say, okay, I can still make the same amount of money, right? That was when I really started leaning into getting my time back and refining and saying, okay, we're at a comfortable revenue point. Now it's more important that I start getting my time back because we were probably getting close to wanting a third baby at that point, right? Because we just kept right. going. Right, so right. it was more important. You you really realize as a mom with a tiny human, just how little time you actually have in the day. And as you add more, you realize how much less and less time you have. So it really became this, this delicate balance of, okay, I need to keep the revenue where, where our family needs it to be. I don't need to grow it necessarily. It's providing a comfortable lifestyle, but I need to get time back so that I can be present with my kids so that I can be the one to drop them off so that I can be the one to pick them up from school so that I can go when it's mom muffins with mom day, right? And all of those little things in between. And that's really what it's been for the last probably four or five years now. And um, after our daughter was born last June, by October, I told my husband, I was like, look, I have given physically, mentally, emotionally breast milk. I mean, I have, I have given <laughs> to y'all, like I have given you, you've yeah. done your job because I wanted to be more present at home but I need a turn because I love what I do. I love working. I love the sense of self-identity that I have in my work. I love speaking with my clients. I, I really love it. And so I told him, I said, you know, I really want to grow. And I also realized that it's really just me and one other part-time employee. And we provide a very elevated client experience. And I was having money mindset issues. I, I will tell you, see, like I'm very transparent. Um, I was having a lot of mindset issues around being a seven-figure business owner and thinking that that wouldn't allow me to be a good and present mom. Um, yeah. I had a lot of mindset issues around that. And I don't think that there's anything, I don't think that the whole seven-figure thing that we see all over social media, for me, it's more about profitability and the bottom line, right? But I had to get over this money mindset that I can have a million-dollar firm and absolutely still be a good mom. I actually think it's going to enable me to be a more present mom because I'm going to have help. We're currently hiring for another CPA, right? So me not being the only point of contact for our clients will allow me to step away and spend that time with my kids, not worrying in the back of my mind that somebody needs me in the firm. So there has been a lot of mindset work and, and I'm a money person, right? I'm a business person, I'm a finance person, but I have had a lot of work around that um, to make sure that I'm designing my practice in a way that still wholeheartedly serves our clients, but allows me to be a mom and really stepping into growing. And um, so I, I started that journey about October of last year. I had never done any marketing or advertising. I'm still not really doing a lot because I don't really like it. Um, but as I meet more women who I hear their horrible stories about money or CPAs or things like that, it's really motivating me uh, to keep pushing my message out there because it's for them. It's not for me. Right, right. So have you found that the 
being able to balance life and work and all the other plates that you're spinning has um, evolved and changed and how so like through the seasons of parenthood? Yes, yes. So, oh my gosh, it's looks so different um, because you're juggling, especially juggling more kids, right? So you've got like age differences, number differences. And we had, I would say mostly full-time help for our first two kids. Our third baby is a COVID baby. So we couldn't, I ended my pregnancy with no help. We started uh, his, his life with no help. And we have severely struggled to get help for our fourth child. Um, I've basically, we tried and we have one person just stopped showing up. So it got to a point where it was actually easier for me to plan my day around not anticipating any help, me knowing that I was going to have to be mom and business owner. And it was easier for me to just work my schedule around that than be let down the day of. So I really um, have experienced having to do both and having to be both a full-time mom and a full-time business owner these last 12 months now. It's, It's really been difficult. So what I would say is I've gotten really clear on my boundaries and I've gotten really clear on asking for help. And that is such a hard one for me and asking for help both in my business. I was going to ask that yes. because you, you had said, mentioned the word help with the addition of each child. And I yes. was wondering what kind of support or help have you, because you said about hiring a new CPA in your business, but what other help and support have you had in the different areas of your life. Yes. So my husband is wonderful. Um, he, he's not really great about remembering like if the kids need to eat or if they need to go to the doctor, but he is, he's my biggest (laughs) supporter of everything. If I ask him and, you know, we had that little thing, like in the beginning of our marriage, like I wanted him to take out the garbage and I'm like, certainly he's going to notice that the garbage is overflowing. He's not, he's not actually going to notice that the garbage is overflowing. But if I ask politely, will you take the garbage out? He's like, absolutely. Right. He helps with the laundry. Like, like we, we are equals in the things that we do. I have to remember, I definitely carry more of the mental load. Right. Pro- I was going to say the project manager. Very much care, more. Right? Um, So yeah. we're actually going to start implementing. I use ClickUp for my project management yeah. in my firm. And we're actually about to start using that on the home front as well, Um, because then I can just plop his tasks and our oldest and our six-year-old has autism. And so he's high functioning, but he does better with, with reminders and routines. And so we're actually going to be creating a board for him too, for the things um, that, that are his tasks that he owns. So we're actually going to be bringing that into our family because sometimes I think I'm not a good communicator about all of the things that need to be done, or I keep my laundry list of things that I need to do here written on my desk and he can't see them. And he's just not, he's just not thinking the way that I am about the laundry that needs to get done and the groceries that need to be picked up and the dinner needs to be cooked. So, but in, in verbalizing and communicating, Hey, we need to get this, this, and this done today. And I need you to do these two because I'm doing this one and just reminding and um, having him put reminders in his phone. That has been incredible. So I have a very supportive husband. My parents are also very involved with our kids' lives. Um, My brother, I have a younger brother, but he doesn't want kids. So the four grandkids that my parents currently have, those are the four that they will probably have for the rest of their life. So they are very involved. Um, They still work full time, but you know, I can kind on them if if I have a late meeting and I know ahead of time my mom will go pick the kids up from school and bring them home to me and that gets me an extra 30 minutes so very very fortunate and then we have um 
We have a housekeeper that comes every other week. And so I know that at the bare minimum, our houses, the toilets, because we have, again, we have boys. So the toilets and bathrooms need to be cleaned frequently as we are learning to pee still sometimes. Yes. <laughs> uh, like they're six and four. So I feel like we should have it down, but we do not. We do not have it down. Um, any, any moms out there who have boys will totally resonate with what I'm saying. Or like you go in and the toilet's not flushed. I mean, yeah. all the boy things we have that here. So I have help with that. Um, and then in my business, and we've leaned in at home, right? Like we do a lot of grocery pickups. I, I went to the mall last weekend and I hadn't been to the mall in I don't know how long we lean into deliveries and grocery pickups and just all the things. I don't waste time putting, I like I tell my mom, like you put us in the car and then you took us out the car at the grocery and then you shopped for an hour and then you put us back in the car and then you like, no, I don't have time for any like of a five that. hour process. Yeah. Yes. I don't have time for that. Um, so that's, we lean into a lot of those things at home. And then um, in my business, I have my admin assistant and she's a huge help um, helping me offload. And like I said, we are hiring um, another CPA. So that's going to be another huge um, lift and, and just giving off of my plate that I'm really looking forward to. So you want to try journaling, do you? You've heard that it can be therapeutic and can help you sort out all that mumble jumble in your mind. But when you sit down to do it, that blank page can be a bit intimidating. You're not sure what exactly you should write. And while there's a lot you could write, your mind goes blank and you never get that pen to paper. Well, let me help you. I've got a list of prompts that you can use next time you sit down with your journal. These are open-ended questions that will help you through the process of self-discovery and it's yours free. Just go to the show notes, click the link, and download your list of journal prompts today. When you mentioned about the click, click up, um, I actually became a fair play facilitator, fair play okay. method. I don't know if you've I don't know. I'm that. not familiar with that. Do I need to know about this? Yeah, it's based on a book by Eve Rotsky, and it's all about like gender equity as far as like mm -hmm. Um, domestic and childcare responsibilities and the division of labor mm -hmm. and really yes. making that mental load, like the invisible yes. visible and, and providing like a system to be able mm -hmm. to communicate about what needs to get done so yes. that, cause it usually falls on the woman, right? Mm -hmm. So that we aren't the project managers. Like we aren't the ones like it provides space for the other person, the partner to take full ownership. Yes, I love that. Else. And so I've, but the click up, I know like that some <laughs> of the facilitators have gotten into like using those project managers, mm -hmm. management systems as a way to organize. Yes. Well, and what made me think about it was it was actually a training that I was doing because I'm, I'm very big into training and self-development and professional development. Mm -hmm. That's just who I am. And I was listening to something and it talked about when you dump things on your executive assistant and you just dump all these things on them. assignment of tasks. <laughs> yes. And so then, then they're like, okay, well, which one's the priority, but you said this was a priority. And, and so by clearly putting it into a system and then marking it with a priority. So now they don't feel dumped on. You're just typing it into the system. Right. And then we have like a to do and then an up next and a parking lot. And then I'm also prioritizing in the to do's high, medium and low to be very clear and with due dates and who it's assigned to. And I'm like, I need to assign, I need to, I need to implement this at home so that there's clarity around 
not a brain, not just a dump of 20 things onto my poor husband. And he can't read my mind to know what's the most important. So having that clarity in the communication is key. So I'm going to have to go because we have a lot of conversations at our house about gender equity, right? And the boys already have started helping with um, the laundry. They help me cook, right? We talk about how the girls play with Legos, right? Like we have a lot of Legos at our house and, and, and we do Legos too. The one thing I will say is I do not kill bugs. And uh, we have big roaches here in New Orleans, and I do not kill the roaches. There is no gender equity there. None. <laughs> None. Like all, all on your husband. My six-year-old yeah. better start learning how to kill them because <laughs> there is no gender equity when it comes to killing roaches in the New Orleans area. Yeah, yeah. I imagine they're huge. We lived in Georgia for a while. Yes. So and I had nightmares yes. about because they were just like common things. And yes. And I think they're way worse here because we did live in Atlanta uh, for a couple of years. They trust me, that's nothing compared to what yeah. we see here. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be standing on chairs a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um let's talk a little bit about the super mom syndrome yeah and what are your thoughts about that I have I have a lot of thoughts on that um <laughs> I still it is a daily battle to remind myself that I am not super mom and I do not need to be super mom and that taking on all of the responsibility it doesn't it doesn't prove my worth or my value that it actually detracts from my quality of life. And then therefore the quality of life of my family, because I become a not very nice person when I'm stressed. Right. And, um, it doesn't lead to open communication. And one realization that I really have had, obviously I've had that realization with each child being born, like you become really, really aware of just how little time you actually have. And so little things that used to mean so much to me. I'm like, that's really not that big of a deal, Kimberly. Let it go. Like in the whole scheme of life and happiness and growth, it's not that big of a deal. So that's been really huge for me. The other thing that I realized from from the super mom perspective is when you split your, the more you split your attention, the lesser the quality of each thing is. So, you know, we, we, I was doing everything at home, right? I was running my tax practice. I was running the blog and I've realized that I can't give 100% to three things. It's, it's not, it's not possible. So it's not, I mean, (laughs) I want to think that it is. And some days you will see me trying so hard but it's really not humanly possible. It's not good for my family. It's not fair to my tax practice. It's not fair to the blog. And it's really not fair to myself. It's really right. not fair to myself. Right. So I, um, I'm really stepping back. Um, the blog is sort of self-sustaining. I post when we're traveling now. Um, we just got back from a 16 hour road trip to the Wisconsin Dells. I'll be posting about that. Some of our lessons learned things that we suggest, but taking the pressure off of myself to say, we have to post something every single week. Right. I have to be getting on Instagram. T- removing all of that has been so freeing for me and just saying right now, I'm a mom. Right now, I'm focusing on my tax practice and serving my clients there and everything else is extra. And maybe it, maybe it will happen one day and maybe it won't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's funny you said it's a daily battle. Because there's, so, there's quite often like, it's that imposter syndrome that comes up because I feel like I work with super moms. I work on helping them slow down. Right. Like I chose this because it's my own, 
it's my own battles that I yes. can bring to the table and my own solutions. And so that whole thing of like feeling like so overwhelmed and like there's days where I'm like, where I, that, that old belief sets in, whereas mm-hmm. I can do it all. Yes. It really has to like, I have to like be very intentional about grounding myself and recognizing that I can't possibly like my recognize my humanness. Yes. And recognize that I can't do it all. And yes, you're right about the, you can't do it all. And then expect each area to have a hundred percent. No, it's not going to happen. It's not. And it's, it's funny. So I've actually in growing my practice this year, I've been traveling some for work, attending conferences, networking events, and any mom who's ever traveled and left the kids knows how much preparation it, it is more work to prepare the household yes. for me to be gone than for me to pack myself to go. I'm like, maybe I just shouldn't go, you know, cause I, I it's, we've had those thoughts. Right. And then I remember my mom picked me up from the airport, um, from one of my trips and, and I don't know how we got started, but she's like, I really, and truly don't know how you do it with the four kids and running a full-time practice. I, I really, it took your dad, me and chance, my husband, she's like, it really took all three of us to do what you do. I'm like, but I even left you with dinner and clean laundry. Like, y'all didn't, <laughs> like she's you didn't like, even have to do it all. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I really, really don't know how you do it. And so sometimes people ask me and I'm like, I really, really don't like, it's hard to put into words sometimes, but I feel like as moms in seasons of life, sometimes we do just have to do, and we don't 100% know how we do it. But I think to your point, it is really important for us to stop and reflect and say, how can we not have it all be this way? Sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes we're just in seasons where it really does need to be this way. And I remind myself that my kids will bathe themselves one day. They will wipe their butts Mm -hmm. one day. They will, you know, cut their own food one day or not need it cut into minuscule pieces, right? Like those days are coming. And so this is a season, but also reflecting on like, well, why did it take three of y'all and it only takes one of me, right? And so I don't know that there's a hard and fast answer for that exactly, but I think recognizing it and starting the awareness and the conversation around it, like, well, do y'all think that that's fair that three of y'all do what one of I, what yeah. one of me does? I, I think the awareness and the open communication is at least a start. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So any final advice that you'd like to offer Um, Well, so I wanted to offer my freebie, which is my monthly meal planning system. And this is something that I started the month after Vivian, our daughter was born last year and we had four kids and I knew that I was going to eventually be returning to work full time. So we have some very, very healthy eaters. My husband's six, three, I'm only five, one, you can't tell, but I'm only five, one, but my boys are strong eaters like their dad. So we cannot afford to eat out. It's also not very healthy. It's also not very like time effective with little kids, you know, melting down at night. Um, and then we had COVID and all the things, right? So, but the blue aprons, the home chefs, the, all of those, it's not enough. It's not enough food. For yes. And then we're still like prepping for 30 or 40 minutes. I'm like, this is not. So I paid them really, $40. I had that same thing. I yes. tried some meal so prep things and I was like, what yes, is the point of this? I still have to make it all. <laughs> and it didn't save me any money. And my kids don't like it half the time. And I'm like, this is, this is bull. Working, so yeah. at one point I was having like a biz bestie conversation and she's like, you know, we try and introduce all of these new foods and make these fancy foods for our kids. And she's like, they just want know. the same thing over and over and over again. Why are we fighting the battle? And I was yeah. like, 
that is so smart. Like, cause my kids, they love the boxed Velveeta pasta yes. and I don't want them to eat that all the time. And my mom's like, Kimberly, if that is the worst thing that they're eating, like, yeah. and, and you're still yeah. giving them a vegetable and a protein, <laughs> like, right? Like that's the part of like fourth child Kimberly has let it go. And I'm like, you know what? Y'all want to eat Velveeta seven days a week. Like <laughs> fine, man. So I came up with a system that mimics the home chefs, right? Where you're planning a month in advance and then you're preparing. So it has cut down on my prep time. It has severely cut down on the amount of time that I have to do each night because I kind of was getting mad that my husband was outside playing with the kids after yeah. working school. And I was stuck in the kitchen getting dinner ready for all of them. I was like, I want to be outside too, playing yes. with them, right? This is my time. So my monthly system, it teaches you, it's not it's not my meals. It's not, I'm not giving you your meals for the month. I'm teaching you how to make the meals that your kids will eat because we all know that your kids are going to eat chicken nuggets, but my kids are only going to eat dino chicken nuggets, but your kids aren't <laughs> going to touch chicken, right? Like I got a kid who won't touch rotisserie chicken. And I'm like, dude, you have got to learn to eat rotisserie yeah. chicken in this family because the $5 Costco chicken is life in this house. So yeah. this is teaching you how to kind of look at the things that your kids like, the things that your family likes, how to repeat them without feeling like you're eating the same thing night after night, yeah. because while your kids might like that, you probably don't like it. And it's also going to have you, because again, money, it's going to help save you money. It's going to help reduce the waste of food. But more importantly, it's really going to give you more time back to be and use it. Promise me that you will use it to be with your kids because yeah. that was the whole point. I was tired of, you know, the old, the age old what's for dinner question, because nobody tells you that when you become a wife and a mom, that's like your job for the rest of the days. So I, I wanted to be out in the yard with my kids. I wanted to be chalking and riding bikes. I didn't want to be stuck in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And this has solved that problem for us. So I would love to share that with your listeners and kind of teach them how to build, build this system on a monthly basis um, so that they can spend more time with their family. All right. Awesome. So I will put the link to that inside today's show into the show notes of today's episode. Do you have a, or what do you do for fun? Oh gosh. So I have really been trying to work into getting back in, uh, back into exercising mm -hmm. uh, for kids later, uh, still kind of healing my diastasis. Um, but I know it's not for most people, but I actually really like exercising and it took getting out of the habit and not having that in my routine for me to really realize. And there actually have been studies done on personality types that need exercise. And I am that personality type. So I've really been working on that. I love listening to audibles uh, because I love learning mm -hmm. and then traveling. I always have at least one or two vacations coming up that I'm looking forward to. So what, what vacations do you have for the summer coming up? So we just got back from the Wisconsin Dells. Great. That was our big one. We have a beach trip coming up with that. Our six-year-old has been begging to go to the beach and he doesn't know it yet. So I, we can't wait to take him. We also have a Disney trip planned for Fine. November. Um, my husband and I have our first couples getaway with two of our friends from college in, I do not know how long uh, that it's been since we've been on a trip like that, maybe since our first anniversary. So like eight or nine years now, um, we have Connecticut over Labor Day for one of my husband's, um, uh, his best friends getting married. And I have a work trip to Dallas and a work trip to Denver. So I've got some oh, travel that, that's going to be our travel blog because like we travel, right? It's like, oh, we have one or two trips coming up. It's like amazing. Yeah. Now that I've said and listed it out to you, I'm like, oh, like we, 10 we trips. 
I do like to travel for fun and I love like looking cool. forward to it and doing a little bit of the planning mm-hmm. of it and um, thinking about my brain is so logistical. Like I'm going to visit. I was just on the phone with a friend last night who lives in Atlanta and um, she doesn't have any kids. She's the fun. She's our fun. aunt. and I was like, well, maybe Vivian and I can come visit you for a girl's trip. And she's like, yes, I would love that. So my mom's like, okay, am I checking a bag or am I carrying on? What am I, <laughs> am I getting her a seat for the car seat or am I checking the car seat? Am I pushing her and my baby wearing her like my brain like it's so such a fun puzzle for me so I like I love it and then I go share it on the blog what worked for us yeah that's awesome that's awesome so do you have a book that you can recommend yes so I would recommend we should all be millionaires by Rachel Rogers I read that book about three years ago um not long after COVID started and it has changed the way that I just perceive help quite honestly, as a woman, as a business owner, it it really, so even if you're not a business owner, I still think that this is a, a great book, a great mindset shift, especially in asking for help. Yeah. Yeah. I I forgot about that aspect of it Mm -hmm. Mm because I read it probably as long as you, if not even longer, but it was, it was a book that I forgot she had talked all about, like the personal assistant and like being able to, yeah. And how you're generating a job for someone else, right? Because I think as women, not only do we have this um, roadblock against asking for help, but then it's like, well, well, but then I'm like, I'm paying someone and and like, they're working for me. No, you're creating another job and another source of income for that person to take back to their family. So again, a lot of mindset shifts from, from there. All right. And then finally, where can everyone find you? Yes. So uh, if you want to check out the blog, which is where, um, you know, you'll hear a lot about our travel, that is MessyWonderful.com. Um, and then, but if you want to message me on Instagram, I call it a landing page. I'm not really big on social media, but I love the voice DMs and getting to hear your voice and getting to share my voice. And so you can send me a DM at Tara CPA firm on Instagram. All right. And you can find all of Tara's info or Tara, all of Kimberly's info. <laughs> in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us your wisdom. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. If you're a mom who feels like you're close to burning out, you're not alone. It can be difficult to make time for yourself when you're constantly taking care of others, but self-care is essential to avoiding mom burnout. That's why I created Self-Care 101, a course specifically for moms. In it, I walk you through the five pillars of self-care and help you make time for activities that will recharge and refuel you. Enroll today to learn what fills your cup and to give your family the gift of a mom who is operating with a cup that overflows. Check the show notes of this episode for the link to enroll today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.